0: Welcome, everyone. Welcome to another Solution Sunday, because the soul is the solution. And working on live streaming from Zoom to Facebook, we finally found the solution. Sorry, we're a couple minutes late this morning. (laughs) Technology is great when it works perfectly. (laughs) So everyone, welcome, welcome, welcome. Here we are this morning with our special guest, Juan Chido Valley. Juan Chido has an amazing story and he is a fitness and nutrition educator and a people builder. So we're going to find out all about what that means and yeah. we're going to hear about Juan Chido's amazing story. So today our, our episode is called Don't Let That Stop You. <clears throat> so This is a little precursor to Juan Chido's amazing story. So Juan Chido, welcome to Solution Sunday.
1: Thank you, Lisa. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it.
0: You are so welcome. Thank you. So (laughs) I know you have a pretty amazing story of, Mm -hmm. of somewhere where you kind of felt stuck at one point and then... But you did not let that stop you at all. Yeah. So yeah. would you like to share your story with us? Yeah.
1: So basically, um, growing up, my childhood was a little different. Uh, I have a physical disability uh, called cerebral palsy. Basically affects um, my walking gait a little bit, as well as like uh, motor units, like writing, typing and stuff like that. So, so growing up was a little different, um, had to go through, I would say, 10 to 13 years of physical therapy, and, and that would be after school and, the, and stuff like that. Um, but, but it, it was definitely a different path in my childhood, um, whereas most kids would get to do things like run the mile and PE, like in elementary and middle school, I would have to have more adaptations like that. Uh, I'm a really physical person in terms of I like exercise, of course, and stuff like that. Um, But a lot of things were just a little different. Not so much that I felt like an outcast, but there was times where you have that feeling within, you know, especially young, young, growing up, experiencing the reality of not everyone's going to be as, as nice as your family members, you know? So there was like some bullying you run into from elementary to high school. And that was probably the moments where you felt the most stuck, you know? Um, But, you know, I don't think it stopped me because I'm a coach now. I, I consider myself an educator to an extent because I don't like labeling myself as a teacher because I feel like once you lose a student mentality, uh, that's where you feel like you've made the most progress. And I I, I always want to have a student mentality because I feel like there's always more to learn. Uh, part of the reason why I'm on the show today with you, I mean, I feel like whatever you or the listeners are going to learn from me, I feel like I'm going to learn just as much from you, Lisa. So that's why I'm super excited. Uh, but yeah, growing up with cerebral palsy was different. Uh there was a point where I had to wear orthopedic braces for I think up until I was twelve or thirteen. Uh, went through a very special surgery when I was in the third grade in New York. So that was fun. I got to yeah. I got to travel to uh, New York and be with my parents. And basically, it was a surgery to uh, to I wouldn't say modify, but to help. Um, to help my gait so my right foot the heel used to be elevated and then my left foot would be turned in so this surgery helped with keeping my feet flat changed my life uh the doctor was amazing dr nozo uh the experience with my parents were, was amazing uh it, it was great you know tough it was tough growing up with like questions of like why am I different and stuff like that, talking to my parents, but I don't, I don't think if I didn't go through that, I don't think I'd be a coach. If I didn't go through that, I don't think I'd be where I am today. For sure.
0: Exactly. I mean, I, I find that those challenges, when we overcome those challenges, mm. that's where our greatest power lies. That's mm. where our greatest accomplishment is. It's where our greatest learning is.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think I definitely think it creates an undeniable force of resiliency. Uh, but a lot of that has to do with your support system, too, and especially my spirituality. I think um, growing up uh, as someone who is Native American and having two parents that have really taught you um the The history of it, especially from my dad. I mean, my dad, he has educated me on so much in terms of the, the history of our culture and spirituality. And my mom and her mother, my grandma, they really have showed us the importance of ceremony and, and how sacred ceremony is and how uh, close we should hold it to our heart. How much we should continue to trust Creator. So I think with that resiliency I built, I think it stems from a lot from my siblings and parents, and of course uh, my culture and spirituality. So I have to give a lot of credit to that.
0: Yeah, you yeah. know, and anybody who's been following solution Sunday for a while knows your mom as Shannon. Oh yeah. Uh,
1: if, it, if it says Shannon right here, I'm not Shannon. I <laughs> I hope right. people. Uh, I hope people don't think my mom grew a beard overnight. That's right? not. It. That's not it.
0: Uh, funny, <laughs> yeah, and we know Shannon as the one who contributes the beautiful food and recipe articles to my newsletter. And mm. we're going to be creating some some new things coming up in the new year. So everybody, right stay in. tuned for that. Right and if you were listening last week, you heard Shido's uh, brother, Nava. Yeah. And we had an, a beautiful conversation. But I love what you're talking about as far as the importance of ceremony and tradition. Yeah. You know, so much of life, so much of the ceremonies, the festivals, the the beauty, the gathering, the community, yeah. the... The celebrating yeah. of life has been lost along the way. There are so yeah. many people at this point in time that they don 't feel like they have things yeah. to celebrate mm. that they're really so caught in the survival mode, trying to protect themselves and just make or make it in this yeah. life that ceremony has really been lost so i'm so happy to hear that you are keeping that so beautifully alive.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I think you're right. I think for some people they have lost a sense of that. And and some people haven't even had an opportunity to really experience um, some sort of spiritual connection or they haven't got to whatever culture you're from. They haven't had experience to connect to their culture like they, they would uh, but yeah it's it's really important. I mean, growing up from you know having an opportunity to having a, a a pipe ceremony where you do the your your prayer ties and and you smoke the pipe of tobacco just with your family, that's a small one. I mean, we had done it in the house from that and going to a sweat with with other uh native people and experiencing that connection with with my people. I mean, it's, it goes from something small to something, maybe a large gathering, like a powwow, you feel rooted. And, you know, I think when you feel rooted, you know, your purpose. And I think when you know your purpose, you don't feel lost. Exactly. So I think it all ties in with each other. That's why, you know, the stuff that I went through, yeah, for sure. I think it has a part that rooted me, you know, experiencing some sort of harsh reality of people are going to make fun of you sometimes people are going to make comments sure that that had an extent of rooting me but I think more so you got to focus on the support and the love you get from your family and your friends and then of course for me uh my culture just trying to be in tune of who I am and why I need to understand the history of my culture why that was important um I think they play their part 50/50 and I think for people who feel stuck right now the best thing I could could kind of give you advice on is if find what's going to keep you rooted. So if you feel like you can't find yourself within your culture or, or there's nothing for you to latch on to maybe spiritually right now then I think the biggest thing you could do is latch on to what is positive around you then and what gives you strength so if that's family yeah if that's your dog then yeah you know i think each person has their one thing they could find to help them i know it's different for everybody you know especially when people are trying to find uh you know to push through a barrier um so i think for for people the biggest thing is find what roots you really
0: i really I really love that because uh roots suggest a connection to mother yeah. earth,
1: like grounding almost
0: exactly yeah and, you know, and I think one of the one of the most beautiful things about about the Native American tradition is that they look at everything as alive, yeah the trees, the earth, the waters, the airs, that they are kin, that they are actually living beings. Yeah. And I think that in today's society, we have just been taught to overlook. These are just things. This is just a dead rock moving through space and trees are just here for us to cut down to use. and, And if we start to notice that Everything around us is alive. We can start to develop a relationship with Mm -hmm. everything that is alive, and we can start to see that Mother Earth is under our feet and has been supporting us and giving us a solid foundation Mm -hmm. for our entire lives in these physical bodies. We are supported all the time but we're not always supported by the people around us that we see, but we're always supported by nature.
1: I think, yeah, and that's a big thing there. I think people, I think it comes down to a little bit of like, you know, we need a sense of validation or truth from the individuals around us, but we don't, for some reason, we don't seek a validation and uh truth from our environment i think people forget like i think to kind of tie everything together what i said last and then you what you said too is like uh i think people think humans are the only ones with a purpose here where they forget at the end of the day we're somewhat of a speck and then all the you know the trees and and our land and the mountains and everything that you listed they're doing their purpose, they're keeping earth, you know, rotating. Whereas, you know, us, we're so consumed by our biggest problems, from having a coffee not made properly to our Tesla not opening properly. That's our biggest, that's our biggest issue that we forget to take a step back. And like what you're saying, look at the big picture, you know, uh, we're so consumed of our daily stresses, that we don't, uh, we don't understand that forever that we've been hurting the land and we've been disrespecting nature for so many years you know Uh, but I think I think you're right I think we want support from uh, the people in front of us what we can see but we don't ever seek like wait what does the universe have in store for us what does like can I sit down in a park Breathe, take a moment to relax and understand because because it's it's funny, right? If you tell someone to slow down the breathing, like I have my clients slow down their breathing in between sets when they're getting tired, you start noticing uh they're calm because they're trying they're they're controlling, they're controlling the narrative, but they forget that if you take a moment to sit down and breathe, you could be outside or inside you have more control than you think, right? Because when you're really tired, people are, you know, gasping for air and they feel like, oh man, I don't I'm mean, I don't have any control, my heart rate's going crazy. But when you take a step back, slow your breathing down, you control that variable. And it's the same thing with a stress response. Like, cause you know, a lot of people forget when we're stressed out, let's say about a financial situation, that cortisol response that we get is so, so similar to the cortisol response we get in exercise. But see people don't freak out when they get tired in exercise, but they, they freak out when they have a financial issue. So if we can control both variables there and take a moment to take a step back and be like, okay, what, what is it? That's the underlying issue here. That's making me react emotionally. Um, then I think you can really find the the solution, the solution, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I think you're right, but <laughs> it really does all come down to feeling supported. You know, you were so fortunate to have such a loving and supportive family that is so connected to Mother Earth and, and all of the elements, you know, so you've grown up feeling supported all the way around by both the the human world and the non-human world yeah and when people don't feel supported the that that because everything is a mirror for us if we're if we're feeling grounded and supported and safe the money starts flowing the community starts flowing life just is in flow yeah. But when we're not feeling that when we're feeling that disconnection, then we don't feel safe. We The money doesn't flow and life doesn't flow. It feels yeah. like it's a big, scary thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's that's true. Uh, and I think, too, it just comes down to like when people feel like they've lost the grasp of control in something like um, so like for I'll use myself as an example, but like the moments I feel like I've ever lost some sort of control of a variable in my life is, for example, I'll go back to um wearing orthopedic braces. You could, you could ask anybody in my family, you could ask my parents. I hated wearing those because it hurt. I mean, it was, you know, just got to put those on. And then, you know, I have to order like a size 15 shoe because the the outside of the brace, you know, not really. They look like clown shoes, though. It, it felt like size 15 growing up. But, you know, having to go to school, you know, wearing these plastic, you know, orthopedic braces and then wearing shoes extra big. So it fits my foot. I mean, that was like a moment where you you, you know, for me personally, I'm like, I don't want to wear these. It it hurts it's silly that's probably a moment in my life where I, I felt like I had no control because people correlate if I don't have control then I feel pain I've noticed that's a big thing if if I don't have control then I feel sad or I feel which is fine because uh, it's from a documentary I wish I could tell you the documentary but emotion is energy in motion so, you know, feeling sad, feeling happy, feeling stressed, that's energy and motion. Um, but that was a moment where I felt like I had no control because my, my body was, you know, I, my body didn't like wearing those braces. But then looking back at it now, it's like now that I'm older, now that I'm 23 years old, it's like I had to I had to be in that that stage of my life because that's when I felt limited. But now that I'm past that, so I think, you know, you need to, you almost need to feel when you're going to run into a wall. Like you, you need an obstacle to hold you back so that when you look back on it, you could reflect and be like, okay, this is where I'm at now. So maybe I shouldn't be so hard on myself uh, now because look at the, the jump of growth I made. I'm not as limited as I was. Yeah, sure. I'm not where I want to be, but you know, it's like, those moments of like feeling like you have no control over a variable in your life. It's like, you need that to an extent to understand where you are today. You know? Right. In
0: yeah. order to be able to overcome that and see that we actually do have control and it's not really about control. It's about, we have the ability to choose again.
1: And, that, and that's exactly it. Yeah. It's almost like seeing the opportunity that you didn't see before there's always an opportunity, there's always a path you can take. And that really comes back to uh, something that my parents would always say to all of us is creator has us on a has us on a path. So if right now, you're not feeling good, you feel out of balance spiritually, you don't like my mom would always say, like, when we were going through stuff, it's like, if you don't feel good right now, understand that, like, No matter what, you have to trust creator. You have to have the faith within the path he paved down for you. Um, And that comes down to exactly like, even when we're going through the tough times, it's okay. It's not about having control of like, this is tough or this is hard or this is easy. It's about understanding the bigger picture of like, okay, this is my journey. Like maybe this is where I have to be for now. But that's not ever permanent because the moment we look into permanence and non-permanent, that's where we get stuck. It's like, oh, I'm always going to be in this. uh, I'm always going to be in this financial situation or or, um, this person's never going to love me the way I want. That's you're living too much in a permanent or non-permanent reality.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Our reality reflects our beliefs. So when we believe something is permanent, then it is.
1: And you get stuck there.
0: Exactly. And then we use that the, the permanent manifestation to go, see, that's the way it is. But it's yeah. only the way it is because we're creating it that way. Like we're, yeah. we're commanding the universe by saying, this is the way it is. And the universe goes, this is the way it is. <laughs>
1: yeah yeah but it true. doesn't
0: have to be that way. Mm-hmm. I love that so so Shannon is asking, can Wanchedeau share the meaning of his name and does it have significance
1: <laughs> uh yeah, so um you know, my name's Wanchedeau. um if anybody's wondering the spelling, it's like um Juan h u a n. S-H-E-D-O, and it means thunder. Um, It has a huge huge amount of significance. One, when I was a little kid, I thought I was a thunder cowboy uh, because another background is another form of physical therapy I did go through that I didn't get into was um, I always thought I was a, a cowboy because I rode horses for, I believe, two or three years. Uh, for a form of my physical therapy so I was super into if I could ever find the pictures I'll send them but I was super into wearing like a cowboy hats with a feather Uh, Um, (laughs) but yeah um my name uh means thunder and uh it, it has a huge significance in terms of strength having the inner strength um not being afraid to to take a step outside of the box um and uh yeah I'm very blessed to have parents who decided to name all of us uh in alignment of our culture um and my middle name uh is martin, who was one of the um, he he wasn't native American but uh he was from mexico he was a family friend and like a healer that helped us and I was also uh given his name as my middle name, because he had a lot to do with uh, the the process of giving my name. He was, I believe he was at the ceremony of when I was, was named. Uh, so my middle name is also named after him. And he had a huge significant um, in my family's life. I mean, he was very important. And he, that has a sort of significance too, because he was a really strong, strong guy who, who wasn't perfect but he wanted to help people. And I think that's, I'm, I'm very happy to have the names that I have, you know, Lanchito Martin, Martine. And then of course, my last name Valley, I'm, I'm very, uh, I'm very uh, blessed to have that name. And I give a lot of credit to my parents, if not all the credit, you know, Uh, they have a lot to do with who I am and what my name means. And that's why I hold my name, uh, Close to me, all of us do. Though I mean, my brother is Navanad, my eldest sister is uh, Thernapa Nopsi, um, my other older sister is Machitwa Choki. Uh and then uh, my little sister is Oyekmi Sutai. So I think we all hold our names to a to a uh, a large amount of significance to who we are.
0: Wow, and. <clears throat> It's my understanding that you're not named right out of the birth canal. <laughs> that no. You, that you are have a naming ceremony and that, that it's yeah. that you wait to find out more about who who is this soul? Why are they here? What is yeah. their significance? Can you tell us a little bit about how that process works?
1: Um, in terms of like the naming ceremony.
0: Well, I mean in, in the in the American culture or whatever, we're just we're given a name right at birth. You know, yeah. after the mother puts the name on the birth birth certificate and yeah. there you go. Now you've got your name. Yeah. And to me as 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 a really young child, like I I thought about or, or I was aware at very I don't know, expanded levels when I was two, three, four or five years old, like I would think about a lot of these things be like, this name is weird to me. (laughs) Like, there's something weird about my name. And I never, you know, it's not that it's a bad name or, you know, anything like that. I'm not blaming anybody or, you know, it was just like, I know that I have a different name. Like, I know that my soul has a name. Yeah. And I can't remember it. I can't remember what my soul name is. And I know that this name of Lisa is the name that goes with this body as this human experience, but it's not my actual name. So I knew there was just something different and something more. So, you know, how how does finding your name, how does that work? Because I was just given a name.
1: Yeah. Well, I think when it comes to that, I think a lot of it has to do with uh, my parents and seeking out the advice um, from, from their elders. Cause you know, they're uh, at least for my name and a couple of my siblings, names i know that my dad's uncle had a lot to do with uh giving us our names so i think when it comes to that it's it's really just uh when when we were given that name i think i think we knew that it was was different you know but then i think for us it's more like our parents expressed like you were you were given this name these are the meeting, these are the meanings, this was the ceremony, like, this is the strength of your name, so I think for me, in terms of, like, as you grow, I think you grow into your name, if that makes sense, so I really feel like, for me, and, and those, like, what you were saying with the questions you felt about your name, that, that, that makes sense, and I think for me, how I felt is, as I got older, I understood the weight of my name, so i so for me it's like i i know how powerful it was so i think uh growing up you start understanding that uh it's not just a label anymore that it's your strength and there's a lot of uh history and culture behind it uh and the biggest thing is always be proud of the name you're given And then also understand that for us, uh, my mom would always tell us uh, when we are with our mom, when we're in her stomach, we chose our parents. That's a big, big thing as my mom would always say that uh, we chose our parents. And so connecting that with our name, you understand as you get older, the significance of, you know, it's not just a label or a sticker I put on my shirt that says, you know, hello, my name is, it's more of like a, this is who I am. And I think as you get older, you you understand, like, it, it's not just like, because growing up, I'm pretty sure, like, all of us, all of my siblings can vouch for this. We're growing up, every teacher and every sub, at least for me, almost butchered my name every time in school. So then it goes from, you know, like, growing up, you're like, my name's Unique. To as you get older, it's like, okay, my name's unique because there's strength behind it.
0: Wow, yeah, you know, just feeling into all of that, it's like there was great thought and um significance to that. And by giving by going through that process and having people really think about the name and calling in the qualities of you and going through that process it would give so much strength and stability and sense of self and purpose to someone I just yeah. i i'm feeling the difference between you know having a, a label slapped on kind of you yeah. know I'm not saying that nobody thought about you know that's not it at all yeah, but yeah it was just like you know having it explained like here's why we called you this and this is the significance of this and and then you're able to you know feel honored rather mm-hmm. than just like oh here this is what we're gonna call you
1: <laughs> yeah yeah and part
0: of the process
1: yeah yeah um I think yeah how you said that is is there is a difference in terms of like um understanding the strength of it and then just like looking at it as like yeah it's unique you know I'm proud that it's unique but then there's more than just you know it's unique of course you know not every like I'm the only one you know and then my siblings are uh you know Except for uh, my sister Nopsi, she's not the only, she's not the only. Uh, um, Cause her name means sunflower. She's not the only Nopsi. She actually, I believe, it's like a, a cousin uh, on the Isleta side, on my dad's side. But understanding that, you know, our names are like one of one, and it's not just that it's unique. It's there's there's a whole background in terms of um, strength in our culture and and keeping keeping our culture alive in this because you know like in schools especially around the area that we're in I mean we were like the very few native children and native family in the school system so it's like just keeping that alive and holding the the value and strength in our culture was important because a lot of my peers and classmates uh didn't know much about native culture I mean especially in especially in elementary school you learn a lot of like the propaganda of it you know and and now they're slowly trying to turn back that page now like society's trying to you know be like we never we never honored uh Christopher Columbus and stuff but in in elementary I mean you're reading a book about him. and my parents like played a, a vital role in the especially with our, our teachers when we were younger, like my mom would come out to my classes and then bring, um, bring uh, I'm not going to say memorabilia, but items from our culture, clothing and uh, tools and show them to, uh, she would show them to the class. And then like all my classmates in third, second and fourth grade would be like, whoa. And then you could kind of see them like, you'd be surprised, but shocked with excitement Cause like, they're like, wow, I didn't, I've never grown up. Like, you know, I've never had a classmate that comes from a culture like this, you know? So, um, you know, what I was getting into there is just understanding of like how to carry on uh, the strength of my culture with my name and with my family. You
0: know, I think so much of, of your culture is really just human Culture meaning that as humans, we're meant to be connected to the earth, to the to the water, to the trees, to the elements. We're meant to be able to communicate with all of these kin. Yeah, most of us have just we've never been taught. We've just been educated. You know, pay attention to this. Pay attention to this. Watch the news. And yeah. we're not taught any cultural significance of of you know naming, of keeping a community together, of you know, keeping our living community of you know organisms on this planet <laughs> together. So I really love that that you know your mom is your mom is amazing. Your um what it uh she says. Also, we ask an elder or spiritual teacher in our community to pray for the name. It Mm. can take weeks for the name to come. Yeah. And and Michelle says, What beautiful, interesting, soulful children you have, Shannon. You (laughs) are a wonderful mama. Shannon says, The ones who give names have this special purpose to name babies. And later in life, our names may change if we choose rites of passage.
1: Mm.
0: Wow. That's, I did not, I did not know that there are people who have this a special purpose of naming.
1: Yeah. Uh, I know my parents uh, have more of like an understanding and know more about it, but I do know that the people that, um, have a lot to do with it they hold a, a really high uh, I'm not going to say ranking but they're they're hold highly upon the community so I know like my dad's uncle had a, a lot of a lot to do with it his I think it's his uncle Larry I know that he helped uh, name I think almost all of us so I know and he's the, you know he's looked upon as you know someone who is uh, like a well-respected elder. And I know for me, uh, I know to go back to my middle name and then tie it in with my first name is Martine had a lot to do with it too, in terms of like uh, praying about it, uh, being with my family and understanding that my first name should be my first name. So as an honor to him, my mom and dad decided to give me a middle name, which I believe I'm the only one in my family with a middle name who's named after him. So that's pretty cool as well. So I know there's strength and a lot of that too, because I know he had a, even though he wasn't Native American, he came from a culture and he came from a background where he was a really strong healer and he held a high, uh, he he held a high level of importance to my parents like that that was like basically a family to my parents and all of us I mean he was he was at our house a lot when we were kids I mean he he would take us to the store take us you know he 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 loved my parents and they loved him so I'm I'm very happy to have um very happy to have two names that are important to me and then important to my family
0: Uh, that's so beautiful yeah so now now you say that you're a people builder yeah what does that mean tell us well
1: I was thinking about you know I liked the the fitness and the nutrition uh coach and educator part but I also know like a lot to do with my job is to work with people directly like a lot of my clients are directly in person I have a couple like via online and such but most of my clientele if not all my clientele is in person so the biggest thing that that I do besides you know try to help people get in shape physically and feel feel better emotionally and and rebuild relationships with exercise and food is the biggest thing is when someone comes to me, I build a relationship with them. uh, And I try to understand who they are and where they need to be. So a lot of it has to do with uh, helping that person get past whatever roadblock they're through. So as much uh, support I'm giving emotionally to help them get in shape physically, a lot of it has to do with, being there for them and helping them get past like what we've kind of talked about today is like roadblocks and help them see the confidence and see the person they have within. Because some of my clients like, uh, like, for example, yesterday, I was working with a client that I've been working with for two years now, like I've seen him twice a week for two years. And we were talking about it And, you know, he was talking about like how his body has changed in such a positive direction. But the biggest thing I told him, I was like, yeah, but who you are today is so much different than who you were two years ago. And such a positive, you know, and that could be confidence. That could be, you know, like a lot of my clients come and they ask a lot of questions on why are we doing this? Why we do this? Like, why should we eat this? And so now you see someone not necessarily... Act like they know it all, but you see someone who's seeking like a coach or a mentor and they're trying to find more understanding. And so I was telling him, I'm like, dude, you've, you've changed so much in a positive way and you you've gained so much confidence. And I could I could tell you you're you're so much stronger, not just physically, because he got a lot stronger in those two years, but he's so much stronger as a person. So that's what really helped me. Uh, think about people builder, because I try to help people build themselves up. But but I only try to bring it out of them, they already have it. And that's the biggest thing for me is everyone thinks being a trainer is all physical lifting, you know, pumping iron, but you have to build a really, really good bond with the person, you have to help. uh, You have to help them. Like what you said is like, look in the mirror but they need to see like, well, this is all the potential you have. And I try to bring all of that out.
0: Yeah. So it's really about building a well-rounded being. Yeah, that It's giving them a really solid foundation because as yeah. we're going through life, life, you know, it's, Pretty crazy out there. Yeah, there are a lot of things that knock us for a loop in this society, and it's kind of set up to destabilize us. Yeah, if if we don't have that solid foundation, it becomes extremely hard. You know, every little every little breeze, you know, every little bad news item can can knock us in a different direction.
1: Yeah. And
0: that takes its toll on our physical bodies. Yeah. When people don't really realize that every single thing our body does mm. is do, it's doing it for a reason. Yeah. You know, and when we are, when we feel shaky and ungrounded within ourselves and uncertain, you know, our bodies reflect that they're not solid and strong and fit yeah so building up all aspects of the being and creating a solid foundation for people to stand on again is yeah. so important so i love hearing you say all of that
1: yeah i think too like kind of what you were saying there too is like i know my job is yes help amplify the physical benefits of what we're doing help amplify their health which is was which is what i hold of such the highest standard is Is health and being strong and making sure your body feels feels right but the biggest thing too is also tying in the emotional aspect with the physical so making sure like when you work with me I want you to trust me when you trust me uh I want you to believe in me because if if you believe in me and you know I believe in you then whatever goals we have set you're going to get there. And that's what I was talking with to this client yesterday. I said, you've been with me for two years, but we've built this relationship of trust. And you know that I trust you to get where you need to be. And I'm going to push you where you need to be. And and the biggest thing, too, is is my clients know that at the end of the day, why I'm training them Yes, there is, you know, that time make my financial gain, but they know I'm not just here for just making some sort of paper. I'm here to get the results they need emotionally and physically. And the biggest thing about being a trainer besides, you know, really knowing what exercises to put in or knowing to be that coach is to also be the friend. So I need to be a friend to them and I, you know, I need to support them. I need to be there for them, not just for, you know, gaining the muscle and getting stronger, but I need to be there to, to, to just listen to them because some of my clients, while they're working out, sometimes they just need someone to talk to too. And I could be, and I can be that. So understanding that when I see a client, I could see what's within, but it's also my job to bring that out so they could see it. And a lot of my clients get vouched for that. And sometimes with some of my clients, it's still a working process, but I know we get through it though, because that's something I'm trying to do too is because I feel something within and I know I have to bring it out. So that's that, that's that, right? It's it's like the, you know, like in karate, you start with a a white belt. It's always, you got to have the white belt mentality or the student mentality. Because the moment I think I'm some sort of like, you know, teacher or guru is the moment that I get lost in the knowledge I seek. Uh, So I'm always going to be someone who's trying to learn more as a coach. I'm always going to be someone who's trying to learn more for myself. You know, I never want to be that person that's like, I got all the answers. This is the perfect way to get in shape. That's never been me. My, My thing is, let's work hard together. Let's trust each other. Understand that for me, I'm never going to stop trying to learn. So know that where you are now and what we're doing now is always going to evolve in a positive direction. It's always going to trend upward because I want the most for my clients as, as people, but also as my clients too. Like I'm always going to root for them no matter what. That's why a lot of the clients that venture out on their own and they're like, okay, I think I'm ready to go on it without a coach. See, most trainers would get their ego hurt, at least the ones that I know of. They would be like, oh, why are you leaving me? But for me, it's more of like that makes me happy to see someone gain the confidence to venture out. And now they have a gym membership and they're they're doing exercises I taught them or they're doing this, this and this. And it's nice seeing that, you know, it's just really nice seeing that.
0: Right. I love that, too. I mean, because that that's always my goal, too, with my clients It's like to so they don't need me anymore. It's like, you yeah. we we can learn these things and we can start tapping in to our greater self, the cell, the, the part of us that is connected to universal wisdom. Yeah. The part of us that is perfect in every single way. Yeah, and when we start to be able to tap into that and realize there's so much more to who we are than what we see in the mirror or what we look at in with our body, yeah, and we start to to address the entire state of being. You know, it's not just about making our bodies feel better or making our minds feel better. It's about the entire state of being bringing body, mind, and soul to the mm-hmm. highest, most fully integrated level. And, you know, it, that has to include the earth and all the animals and beings on the earth mm-hmm. as well, because we're all mm-hmm. part of the same oneness, the, yeah. all that is yeah. and when we're not, when we're not really looking at all of the parts and pieces as a whole we're looking at just separate parts oh my body this or oh my finances that it's like it's all connected
1: yeah and i and to like kind of to work off of that too is like you can't really just isolate what you're saying you can't just isolate one thing just as like if going back into working out you can't just isolate one muscle like in terms of like if i have someone doing Their back muscles and their bicep muscles. Like, I'm going to have them do certain exercises that there's going to be a primary muscle working, but there's always a secondary muscle. So, there's the support of the whole body there with certain exercises. Like, when I'm squatting, I'm going to be using my quads and my glutes. Like, my glutes will be my secondary mover, but they still have an importance of what my quads are trying to do. So, function and then kind of integration right so there's always the muscles integrate to create the function and it's the same thing right it's when you're moving forward in your life or your career or something like that you have to integrate certain tools so then there's that function of what you know what you need to do if that if that makes sense
0: right yeah yeah and it's like and if you're doing squats but you're but you've got you know feet trouble or calf trouble you know like if those if the muscles in the feet or the calves are not functioning properly or weak you know it's like squats aren't going to be all that easy it's like Mm -hmm. we have to be looking at the whole system
1: yeah and and that's and that's what i try to do for for the way i coach and the way i try to um help people it's like i want to look at the big picture I don't yeah. want to just isolate one thing and be like, this is the worst thing. It's like, let's look at the big picture and let's get from point A to point B, even if it's a little bit slower than what where we want it right now. But once we tie, once we tie A, B and C in, then it's like, boom, that's like, now we're moving. Now we're trending in the right direction.
0: Yeah. And we have to be able to see the connection between our consciousness our thought mm-hmm. patterns what we think about ourselves and mm-hmm. our bodies and what's happening with our bodies yeah because the body is following the consciousness like yeah. there's never something wrong with our bodies yeah. there's the something is going on in our psyche that yeah. is causing what's going on in our bodies
1: mm-hmm. and there's a yeah and like you said there's a direct connection between the two
0: exactly you know and that's one thing with kind of the whole modern medicine thing is they they don't acknowledge the connection between the mind and the body mm-hmm. at all they only look at the body they don't look at the mind or the soul so yeah as body, mind, and soul, the mind and the soul are the non-physical parts. The body mm. is the physical part, but it's the non-physical parts that are informing the physical part what to do. Yeah. So, you know, when we start to understand why people have cerebral palsy, for example, like why is the body doing that? Well, at some point you there was a stuck, feeling stuck, feeling mm. trapped feeling not able to run away Mm. and then we start to say oh all right i see there's this pattern here and i know that my body will heal itself yeah but you know we're not we're not taught that until we start to look in in different directions and start to say wait a second there's more there's more that i can learn when i look beyond the what is and start to look at what would I actually like to experience
1: yeah and you know like I could really first hand vouch for like what you were saying about the modern medicine too because I mean you can ask my parents especially my mom because she was there I mean I've I've had a doctor tell me like at 11 years old that I'm gonna that that he would tell my mom oh yeah your son's gonna need spine surgery at 16, or or, uh, I was too young to remember this, but there was a physical therapist that told my mom that, you know, your son, there's a good chance your son is going to be really overweight when he gets older, due to a lack of movement. So I could I could really vouch for that the limited thinking. And then it's like, Okay, well, here's where my mind's at. I'm not I'm not going to be that not that that's bad, but I'm not going to let that stop my movement. And now like, full circle moment now I'm coaching and now I'm you know exercise is the biggest part of my life one of the biggest parts of it's not who I am uh, but it's a huge factor of how they of who I am and how exercise correlates with each other
0: exactly you know and this is you know there's such a huge misunderstanding about why our bodies gain weight yeah and it, it they all talk about eating or exercise, you know, and those are not the things that actually cause the body to gain weight. When we learn about the biological laws and how our bodies actually function, it's highly unlikely that you will ever be overweight because being overweight is when it's a special biological program that when we feel like a fish out of water, if you literally take a fish and pull it out of the water, it's kidney collecting tubules will shut down so that it, resol- it it retains as much water as possible, so that yeah. it keeps the fish alive as long as possible when it's out of its natural environment.
1: Seeking well, life, when
0: we feel yeah. like we're out of our natural environment, when we're being judged and criticized or feeling like we're not pretty enough, or you know, like all of these things that make us feel really uncomfortable in our own skin, that's mm-hmm. where we feel like the fish out of water. And we start gaining weight because the body is literally trying to protect us.
1: Yeah.
0: It has nothing to do with how much we've exercised or how what we are eating necessarily.
1: Yeah. No, that's a good thing. A lot of it is is emotional too.
0: Absolutely. Wow. When we're not feeling comfortable in our own skin, yeah. there's some emotional trauma there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then there's that that knowing when to you know for me it's like that's that's where it comes into that's where I become the emotional support system you know know. I try to reassure my clients where we are and then we try to tweak and change certain habits of like okay why why do you think this is bad or, or why do you eat this knowing that you feel like this after and then we figure that connection out and then we either take it out or add something back in or like for example if if one of my clients says, Hey, I feel really good when I eat these amount of carbs, or I eat these certain carbs, I should say, then I'm never going to eliminate that out of the plan because if they like eating this, this, and this, and it makes them feel good and energized and healthy, then it's like, yeah, I keep doing that. But it's like, if you noticed before you came into the session after eating a donut that you didn't feel good, maybe let's take that, let's limit it. Like now, if you like it, then let's keep it in as like kind of like a, a snack to fit in there once in a while. But maybe if you notice you're not feeling as energized or or you know as ready to go, then maybe let's limit it, limit the intake. But I never want to put a negative uh, I always tell my mom this, like you never want to put a neg- negative negative connotation on uh something sweet or like if someone if because some of my clients do like certain things so i'll be like yeah let's work it into the plan let's be flexible but let's limit it how often we eat it and that's a good way of like you know my clients are like yeah it makes me feel better that once in a while i could have this you know like once in a while i want the scoop of ice cream and i'm like yeah like you got to work that in I don't want you chewing on grass like a rabbit for five weeks thinking you can't have something, <laughs> right. you can't have something yeah. sweet. Yeah.
0: So much villainizing of different foods and yeah, you know, it, it's, they all
1: it's, play their purpose. They exactly. all, you know, it's like carbohydrates do this protein does this fat does this nothing is superior to one over the other they all play their are their parts in our body and of course you know how we break them down and how we eat like in terms of are we eating in a state of stress are we in a state of relaxation where we're at the table we have our food we don't have our phone out we don't have a computer in front of us are we enjoying what we're eating exactly are we even
0: connected to it like are we even even noticing what it is that we're shoveling in our mouth are we we, did we give thought to it or is it oh i'm hungry let me just grab something on the go and not Mm -hmm. even really think about it
1: yeah and that has a lot to do with how we break the food down to how we absorb it
0: exactly when we get fully present you know when we just kind of take a, a few moments and just kind of ground ourselves mm. just kind of notice the the general patterns that mm. are playing out in society and we see that you know that that the earth gives us all the food we need straight up out of the soil oh, yeah. but then mm. we look and we see well you know now they're they're genetically modifying the foods they're engineering foods they're spraying chemicals on the food
1: you know and we just
0: start to go is that what i actually want or would i rather just have the organic things that were created by creator and we start to just go well wait a second i'd rather have the things that are created by creator that our bodies are designed to naturally process and we just start to just kind of make some good choices for ourselves so just along those lines you know if the if the food if you can't pronounce any of the ingredients yeah it's kind of not really food yeah like, yeah you know like just some simple you
1: know. yeah that's a good way to put it i agree <laughs>
0: Wow, Lancia, this has been such an amazing conversation. So much fun. So much wisdom shared. I really appreciate all of your beautiful wisdom. Thank you so much for sharing it with us today.
1: Thank, Thank you, Lisa, for having me on. Thank you for providing a really good platform for people to speak.
0: Oh, you're so welcome. It's my pleasure. So if people would like to be able to reach out to you to gather some guidance, or if, they, if they'd if they like help with, with getting their bodies back into shape and getting themselves unstuck, yeah. how can they reach out to you? What's the best way to find so, you? So,
1: Yeah. So Instagram is usually the best way. Now you could ask my mom. I always have stints where I get off of the app, you know, just because I, I don't like it that much as I get older. Like uh, but I would say two ways, Instagram being the best. So uh, my Instagram is just my initials, h-m-v dot That's going to be my Instagram. And then my email is so, so simple. It's just wanchedo at gmail.com, h-u-a-n-s-h-e-d-o at gmail.com.
0: Awesome. I'm just going to pop that in the the chat on Facebook in my soul source healing group where we are chatting live on Sunday morning. So if you're if you are watching on Facebook, just check the show notes and in the comments, you will see those. Um, And if you're watching on YouTube or on listening on connecting you to you radio, just check the show notes and those connections will be in there as well. So Eve, thank you. Grateful to present in this conversation. To be present in this conversation. Uh, Brenny says, "Awesome and inspiring conversation." Thank you so much, Albert. Um, so yeah, Delbert, what did he say? Um,
1: I think my dogs are happy too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're doing a little performance for the ending of the show. There you
0: go. It's like the grand finale. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful Chido, thank you so very much it's really a pleasure i hope you'll come back and have another conversation yeah. with us sometime yeah
1: i would look i would look forward to it
0: uh that would be great we would love to have you
1: yeah i would be happy to be back on this is i really enjoyed it
0: uh great well we did too So for everybody that has been tuning in live, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. We love having the conversation going in the group here. And uh, if you're watching live on YouTube, hey, subscribe to my channel. If this conversation inspired you and you think it would inspire others, please share it. So every morning, uh, every Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern in Soul Sourced Healing and then Facebook, if you'd like to join the conversation live, come on in. We'd love to have you. So thank you, everyone. Thank you, Juan Until next week, create for yourselves a great week. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to this episode of Connecting You to You Radio. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and share it with your friends. Are you ready to discover more about how simple healing your body can actually be when you do it from the higher wisdom of your soul? To learn more about what I do and how you can work with me, visit ConnectingYouToYou.com and get on my mailing list to be the first to know about my latest offerings. If you'd like to interact with me on Facebook, Please join my group, Soul Sourced Healing. Check the show notes below for these links and more. I hope to see you again next time on Connecting You to You Radio.